0: Good morning church, it's so good to see everyone today. As Dan said, I am Joshua, and my wife is Rachel, and we've got three beautiful daughters. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna cry, Selah Shalom and Um So it's really beautiful, but it's so nice to be here, my friends, my family. Um, it's so beautiful, no matter where you go in the world, the church is always family, it's like, You just inherit family so quickly but we have been here we do call we we sneakily say that life church is our church from that from america so sneaky sneaky just by the way uh (laughs) um so yeah guys i love you love to be here it's incredible i have got some really crazy things to tell you today if at any point you don't understand my accent because it's not the same as dan's as you can hear um yeah <laughs> i don't know if i'm influenced by the american accent as well because you know rachel i act, side note i graduated from high school in south africa right and people that i graduated with after i see them because i was not saved in high school they see me and they're like hi what's your name i'm like my name is josh how do you not recognize me it's like oh where are you from what country are you from i'm like dude i'm matriculated with you because the transformation of Jesus is so apparent that even I look different, wow. Wow. you know? Isn't God so good? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. So, yeah. <laughs> um, God is good, guys. Yeah, but let's just take a moment and pray before I talk. Yeah, so, if you feel on. comfortable, close your eyes. Right. And if you want to open up your hands, God's going to be giving some amazing gifts today. Yeah, Jesus, I just love you. And Jesus, I know that you love every single one of the people you are today. We are the radical ones, we are the ones that are brave, we are the ones that aren't afraid of what man says, we are the ones that say, God we are so hungry for you, we'll pay any price to be here, even if we get ridiculed, criticized, judged, we are the hungry ones. We don't care what the world says about us, we will worship together, that's who we are church. God, I thank you for that. I thank you for every single heart that's represented here. Thank you, God, that every single person is touching other people. And God, we honor the legacy that is in this room right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm sorry, staying in frame. Mom, Dad, I love you and I miss you. Can't wait to see you. (laughs) Amen. Wise men say only fools rush in, but I can't help falling in love with. If you know this song, please sing me because I apparently not sing right now. And wise men say only. Now let's look at him and say, so good. He <laughs> is so good. Okay, it's going to get more exciting just in case you're like, man, this guy's boring. <laughs> I don't think I am. I'm, I, I find myself pretty funny sometimes. So if you don't find my jokes funny, just laugh. You know? Just force it. It'll make me feel good. <laughs> Please don't laugh at my jokes if you don't find them. I know my wife will be like, oh God. <laughs> I got it, babe. It's enough. Be quiet. Got it. Everyone got it. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, God is so good. I've seen God do some amazing things. He is the same God in Africa as he is in the United States, just by the way. And like miracles follow us. I don't go looking for miracles. I'm like, oh, look, there's, one. oh, look, there's another one. Wow. That was easy. Jesus is so much fun. I call it the high five Jesus, you know, like, oh, I got it right. You got my back, bro. <laughs> it's just so much fun. Um, Just experiencing God's goodness and how he pursues people. Uh, So it's crazy, Dan. You said something while you were doing that elaborate uh, introduction, which is beautiful. But um, I actually titled today, you can look, I entitled it Hunger. What did you say? It was so good. Hunger is, man, I can't remember. It was that good. It was great. It was amazing. (laughs) Say that again. God responds to the hungry. Isn't that good? That's so good. That is a nugget. And I just want to say this. I'm going to say these two things over and over and over and over again. Hunger is a gift. Amen. And what are you hungry for? Hunger is a gift. And what are you hungry for? Hunger is a gift, guys. You cannot conjure up hunger inside you for God. It doesn't come from you. The fact that you are hungry is a gift. It's a gift. Guys, Like the fact that you are hungering for something of God is a guarantee. It's a promise that God has made that He will satisfy your hunger. That's good, right? My dad says, uh, (laughs) I hope I get this right without crying. Uh, My dad says, uh, God meets our expectations. He doesn't say that. I said it all wrong. Sorry, dad. But hunger is a gift. What are you hungry for? I wanna tell you guys a story. Are you ready for some crazy stories right now? I love ministering with testimonies because you you you, it's amazing. You can argue you can people find it very easy to argue scripture and argue theology, but people find it very difficult to argue testimonies. So I'm just gonna take a little bit of what I've experienced and share it with you today. Sorry, I'm gonna take it and look, we're gonna do some communion on God's goodness. All right, so the one day at our base on a garbage dump site, right, that's, you understand, a garbage dump site uh, at our base, I arrive, it is one of those days where nothing works. <laughs> nothing goes as planned, the schedule is all up in the air because no one's doing their job properly. <laughs> it was one of those days, and Andy and Rachel are like, mm-hmm. it's, it feels quite often there, but Nothing was going right. Our schedule was out of the window. African time is real. There is no time. There's no concept of it. It's more relational. So I've got to get out of my, my Western mindset and be like, let me just stop for you. Yes, I know that everything's falling to pieces right now, but I'm not going to show you that. I'm present. You know, it's that day where you actually got to choose not to stress out about how things are falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. And we were planning to work in the vegetable garden, which none of the missionaries seemed to enjoy that much. (laughs) So it was like, come guys, let's go. I love you guys. (laughs) Come guys, let's go. Let's do this. You know the truth. (laughs) And I'm like, guys, let's let's do this. Yay. And eventually we made it out of the gate. And as we step out the gate, uh, two drunk women approach us. Like, guys, they are out of their brains. It was more than alcohol. In South Africa, we got a drug called Tick, and it's a mixture between um, crystal meth and, and rat poisoning. And it, like, literally fries people's brains. Um, so it's a mixture between those things. These, these two women come to us, and I'm like, oh, God. And I'm not just like, get out in the name of Jesus. You know, like, I just want to go all Pentecostal, amen, (laughs) which has got a time and a place, but that was not it. (laughs) Screaming and shouting to alcoholism to leave in front of everyone is not a good idea. So, um, this woman comes to us, and I am, like, she is rushing me. She's, like, so irritating. She's in my face. Her breath stinks. Um, She's overpowering. Um, Like, you know what I mean? I've got a job to do, and she's messing up my plan. You know, I'm just like, lady, get out of my way. That's what I'm thinking to myself. And I literally, I had to take a step back because I was getting so aggravated. Oh, oh, to add it on that, she was harassing my local staff saying, give me food now. And we're like, ma'am, if you come back in a half an hour, that's when we serve soup. I want it now. That does not work for me. I want it now. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Oh. <gasps> bouncers of heaven come and assist this lady away from me this is I'm just showing you how real I am okay I am not all holy even though my genes are holy Um, and I'm like really getting rash and irritated and I had to take a step back and I'm like God I need your perspective I need to know what you are doing before I respond otherwise I am going to respond with my flesh <laughs> and it's not gonna be pretty and I'm gonna have to repent and ask for forgiveness to a lot of people so uh, anyway it's like God give me a perspective and I literally stood I, no jokes I stood back and as I asked for God's heart I noticed that this drunk woman that was intoxicated with alcohol and uh, influenced by other substances had a little baby strapped to her back And all of a sudden, I was sobered. (laughs) I was sobered and I was like, oh God, she came here for a different reason. Hmm. There's a reason why she came, because she she pushed through her shame, right? Hmm. Of being drunk and influenced by, by drugs. She pushed through that shame, she came to the church, she looked at us, and even though it came out all wrong, she was still asking a question and she was needing our help and i i I was like ma'am what about your baby (laughs) her guards just faded she had no more anger or aggression and she she was like this is crazy right she's shouting at my staff i want food i want food and i said I said to her, Oza, oh, so what about your baby? And she's like, oh, my baby's hungry and I can't feed my baby. And she takes her baby off of her back, crying, right? And gives me her baby and walks away. She says, you have my baby. I, I'm not fit to look after my child. And she leaves. I don't know this woman. She's new to the community. So I don't know where she stays. I don't know who's her friends in the community. I knew nothing about her. I've maybe seen her once before then. Um, and then she gave me her baby hey who's ever had a baby given to you before like give it like yeah take it because i cannot right yeah and like, what do you do right i i don't have the goods to provide for this child um, Right? Like, oh, oh, by the way, my plan at that moment ended. I was like, okay, my gender is out the window. We've got to look after this child. And first of the child is used to mother's breast milk, which is influenced by alcohol and substances. So there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on there too, right? I I don't know, Rachel, Andy, Andy, were you even there? I don't think you were there this time. No, Andy was in BSSM. Um, Rachel, how old is the baby? Like three, four months? somewhere around three four month old baby a newborn a new baby still on the breast and now it's ours what do you do right like do my plans of working in the vegetable garden amount to anything do i have the right to be angry about my plans being messed up no they're gone everything our whole day our whole ministry team shifted gears And the only thing we were concerned about is feeding this child. Because this baby's cries were so piercing to the heart. Because we don't know the last time this baby had food. It could have been the day before. We don't know. But this child is screaming, screaming. And instantly, like, you've got... I've got, uh, um, our ministry team is mainly made out of unmarried people. And uh, uh, this one guy, he is, I don't know, in his 20s. He was just like, okay, where's the key? Without anyone communicating, where's the keys? He grabbed the car keys. He jumped into the car, drove. And I was like, dude, you need money. Like, without even communicating what we needed, we knew what we needed. What did this child need? The baby needed milk. That's it. Simple. We knew. You didn't have to have experience in being a parent to know exactly what that cry means. Correct? So everyone just stopped. We all started like shuffling the day. There I went. I I grabbed the baby um, and I walked into the baby center and I was just rocking this baby. And that's all I could do. And I'm just weeping. And I'm like, God, this is just not right, Jesus. This is not right, God. God, this is not okay. This is an innocent child that has been abandoned, given away, starved. God, this is not right. This child is screaming. I don't even know. I think I might have been the first white person this child had seen. Don't think babies at three months old can tell the difference. Just by the way, we should all be like children, right? Um, that's another preach for another time. Um, and I, 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 adjusted and then a white, a white male goes and puts an African baby on my back and there I've got it strapped on and I'm like just walking and everyone in the community is like, this doesn't, right, what's going on? And there I am busy soothing this child, the only way this child knows, right? I met the child at its needs, what it's used to, and I'm busy soothing this child and, I think it we eventually went to bed, the people came, uh, they came back with the formula, we made the formula, and there we are, busy giving this child the first decent meal it's had in who knows how long, you know, and I I was just so angry, Rachel and I, and our Dr. Hanzel, I think she was there, we were, we were standing in the clinic, and we were just like, God, we just pray. We, we don't want to respond out of our judgment for the situation. We want to respond out of God's heart for the yeah. situation. Yeah. So we started praying, God mercy, God mercy, God mercy. Bring your mercy, Jesus. Bring your mercy. We bless the mother. We speak that she'll be healed, restored, made whole, God. I pray that this family will be made whole. And we just started interceding while we're busy feeding this baby. Right? I sent my staff I was, and the missionaries, I was like, go find the mother. We need, we, she can't just go. If she goes, I have to take this baby to child welfare, which means the child will be removed from the mother, and that's just no good. We want restoration for this child, because the, the public system is bad in South Africa. And so we're just busy praying, right? And the baby's finally satisfied, calmed down, sleeping in our arms, and we actually have a moment just to rest. We're like, God, what do we do now? Like, what's what's next? And we're starting to plan what we're gonna do and what will it look like when all of a sudden we get a knock at the at the clinic door. And I open up the door, and there's the mother weeping, and she's sober. And she walks in and she sits down in the clinic and she says, I need help. I don't want to lose my child, but I know if I keep on living this way. And she repents. She gives her life to Jesus. And her and her baby start walking this journey together for restoration. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that amazing, guys? And my favorite, I'm going to say this one more time. Hunger is a gift. What are you hungry for? And there's something crazy when a baby cries. The one thing I learned from this this story when a baby cries, everyone knows exactly why it's crying. And it's almost as if that hunger, that cry, is one I will be satisfied. And there's something in our DNA, in human nature, that when we are hungry, what we are hungry for will be satisfied. It's the law of the world. No matter if you are saved, unsaved, if you are good, if you are evil, you know. Humanitarian acts, they go and meet people's hunger issues, hunger needs, right? There's there's just something about it that is so good. Um, And there's a guarantee about hunger being met. And I really believe that it's something from God. He put it in our nature, in our DNA, to meet hunger, right? Okay, and there's this really cool verse. I want to read it to you guys if... I got my Bible as I was walking out the house. You know, one of those days too. Um, it's in 2 Peter 2, verse 2, and it says, "And new, you, as newborn babies, long um, as newborn babies, just like newborn babies, long for the spiritual milk which is without guile, that you may grow in your salvation." Yeah long for that spiritual, milk, just like a child. And today I want to know, like if you are hungry, there's this cry that we get to cry to God. God, will you meet our hunger? God, meet us. Uh, meet us at our point of need. God, we are so hungry for you. Hunger is a gift, right? And I, I love that story, that testimony, because it shows God's goodness. He dealt with my issues. <laughs> and he also made me more hungry. He taught me how beautiful hunger is. In, um, in six, uh, John 6, verse 35, right? It says, and I'm going to get somewhere with this. Okay, guys, so just hang on. Um, man, why does it take? Okay, there we go. Um, it says, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me will not go hungry. And he that believes in me, will never thirst again. I'm going to read that again, okay? It says, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me will not hunger anymore. And he that believes in me will never thirst again. There is this, there's this thing that Jesus gets to offer us, that when we are hungry, he's going to meet our hunger. And now I'm not talking about like, man, I really want Chick-fil-A on Sunday. And it just ain't happening. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that spiritual hunger. Those things that the more of God. Guys, let's face it. There must Jesus did not die on the cross so that we can come to church on a Sunday, pay tithes, and go home feeling good. Amen. That's not what Jesus paid for, guys. Right. There's so much more than just this. Yeah. There's so much more. Yeah. This this building, I love life church, you, you know, but I know this is Dan and This church is not church okay. That's right. That's this right. is not church when we sang that song um, Jesus be the center of your church Jesus is the center of His church he's not talking about life church yeah,
1: only really yeah.
0: he is talking about life church don't get me wrong don't email Dan later on not me okay um, <laughs> it's, <like laughs> but it's not talking about this church only he's talking about the bride of Christ right? And that goes beyond borders. It goes beyond countries. It goes beyond what political party you are following. Very good. It goes beyond all of that. Whether you believe we should be wearing masks or not. It goes beyond that. It's the bride of Christ. Jesus be the center. And he's the only one that can meet our need of hunger. I think there's this really cool testimony. I don't know if I'm going to share i of got other things I want to say. Let me ask Jesus quickly. Do you know what we'll say? <laughs> Hunger is a gift. What are you hungry for? I remember this one, this one testimony from one of my favorite spiritual fathers, and I forget his name every single time the guy in Mexico.
1: David Hogan,
0: my, one of my, you, you all know David, if you don't know David Hogan, go and look him up, he's absolutely incredible, I love that man, he's just so amazing and strong, anyway, um, he came to, he came to, he comes to East London quite often, um, and preaches at all the churches there, um, and he tells us one amazing story, he says that one day, so Dave Hogan, wherever he goes preaching, people like throw their clothes around the, the pulpit right because the glory of God falls and gold dust lands on people's mm-hmm. uh, clothes supernaturally and then Dave Hogan's like what is, this? I, <laughs> what is this I don't know why God does this and as he kicks the clothes Seriously. gold dust goes flying yeah. and people take those clothing items home and they go and use it to yep. pray for the sick and people get healed Sorry. right so like like there's poor Dave he's like I can't walk here anymore what is going on and every time he kicks the gold dust goes flying. It's amazing it's incredible. Um, but he tells this one story, this one testimony of the one day, people are bringing clothes forward, right? And this one lady walks in late, goes all the way around, comes down the aisle and gives him this bundle of of cloth, clothes, whatever it is, right? He gives him this bundle and uh, he takes it and he's just like, keeps on praying and talking and preaching and he's like, wait this, this just feels different. So he stops and he opens up the cloth, and there is a baby, mm-hmm. a dead baby. Mm-hmm. And this woman brought this baby for one thing, and that was because she was expecting it to be healed. Wow. So Dave Hogan, he says that he stops his whole meeting. He stopped preaching his message, and he's like, let's pray for this baby to be raised. This is a serious issue. The whole church prays, and Dave has seen so many people raised back to life, right from the dead. And they pray, and they pray, and they pray, and nothing happens. So he picks this baby up, goes to the lady, and says, I did my best. I don't know why it didn't work this time. And as soon as the lady touched her, her dead baby, the baby started to cry instantly wow. and Come scream. On. And everyone was freaking out because the dead baby was raised back to life. Amen. Isn't yeah. that an amazing story? Yeah. And the, the, What he says next is, God will meet us at our point of need. He met her need when she touched her baby. She had the faith for God to raise her baby to life. So did Dave, don't get me wrong, but it was at that point of need. Guys, hunger is a gift. What are you hungry for? And I've been noticing in this season, we've had to listen and lean into the voice of God so much more. Should we go Right? Or should we go left? Like, am I the only one that those small decisions seem huge? Come on. Right? In this season, like, like, you know you know what I mean? Yeah. We've, we've had to lean into the voice of God so much more. And God says, I, I honestly am excited because it's teaching us how to listen. Stop being busy and actually listen. And what are your expect, expectations for God? Like, you know? Like, is it a selfish expectancy? Is it, God, I want you to do this and this and this and this? He's not McDonald's. Yeah. He's not a drive through He doesn't want to meet your hunger with a, a, a meal that is not going to satisfy you, realistically. It might, like, appease your, your, your addiction cravings to MSG. But, you know, um, I don't have if they put MSG in McDonald's in America. They're doing so Anyway, um, <laughs> so let's look at, at hunger, Right? Just lessons we can learn from hunger, like physical hunger. Every morning you wake up hungry. I, I don't because I drink coffee. <laughs> but, amen. All right? uh, you wake up hungry. What happens? You go to the kitchen, you make your food, you sit down and you eat it. Right? There is a meal that God has prepared for you in His kitchen. Sorry. And only He can satisfy that hunger only he can but what happens is we go for the quick drive-through meals and we say can i please have my egg what what that's promotion for mcdonald's today guys um (laughs) sometimes we hunger for something specific pregnant woman you know this right and oh my gosh if my wife wants ben and jerry's at 12 o'clock at night i am going to find it especially when she's pregnant (laughs) <laughs> right? Rachel never did that to me. <laughs> but it's the truth, guys. Sometimes we, pr- we, we hunger for something specific. So if you are hungry today for the, for the gift of prophecy, Come on. it's something that your body is needing that you are craving, that the body is needing. Right? Your hunger, your breakthrough has got nothing to do with you. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Your breakthrough is for the people around you. It's for the body of Christ. So many times we just focus on our navel and we don't look at what's going on around us. And we say, I need this breakthrough because God is going to come through for me. No, he's coming through for you so that your word can be a testimony to other people. Testimony is the spirit of prophecy. When you share your testimony, you're prophesying, God, do it again in the lives of others. Your breakthrough has nothing to do with you guys. That's a good word, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Your hunger can be trained. Right? You can train your hunger. Isn't that amazing? How have you trained your hunger? Are you only satisfied on Sundays? Is that the only time you're eating? Dan's word is not good enough. For you every single day. I mean, it's freaking, I'm so sorry, bro. <laughs> like He's agreeing with me right now. Because a, a healthy church needs a church that is eating. We don't need starvation. I come from a country that suffers from malnutrition. And I know how it affects our children. I see malnutrition almost every day. We've eliminated it from our kids. Thank you, Jesus. COVID's been a little bit difficult, by the way, because our children aren't eating three meals anymore with us. Let me say that again because I started. It's hard during COVID because our children aren't eating three meals a day with us anymore. Now it's only down to three times a week. (laughs) It breaks my heart because we worked so hard at ending malnutrition in our community. And this inconsiderate virus thinks that it can come and come mess on. up what I worked on. hard for. Yeah. Sorry. No. <laughs> no. We are working on a plan. We're doing a, a feeding scheme where we're actually giving food to every single family during COVID-19. Come and my on. team oh, no. is absolutely incredible. they pioneering it. and It's, it's, it's really incredible. But, like, guys, I've seen the effects of malnutrition on our children. And when they go to school, something just switches off. When they don't have food, you cannot learn the body of Christ cannot learn and grow mentally, physically because of it. Crazy, right? And I've got like one or two more guys and then I'm totally done and we're going to do something crazy. Hunger changes your physical appearance. It's so true, guys, especially when you get over the age of 30, then you realize, oh gosh, I ate too many carbs. (laughs) Man, my my metabolism has slowed down. (laughs) It's on an uphill climb right now. (laughs) It's true, guys. And the thing is, are are we just spiritually obese? I, I'm sorry. I can say that. I'm not from here. <laughs> um, but <laughs> are we spiritually obese? Do we just receive, 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 receive? Oh, I need a good word. Come and prophesy for me. Oh, my word. I am so down. I just need you to feed me. Can you feed me? Feed me. Feed me. Feed me. Feed me. Feed me. Oh, yeah. I, I get bored at, at American robots because in South Africa, this is not my joke. <laughs> Oh, yeah, thank you. Watch Trevor know? <laughs> <nine. laughs> thank you, babe. Because anyway, there's so much hunger in the world for what America carries spiritually. What do you carry? Come on. Why, when oh, Andy says, when America sneezes, the world watches. That's the truth, guys. What you do affects the nations, America. Wake up. She's not dead. The bride of Christ in America is not dead. She's only sleeping. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. And guys, I promise you, spiritual obesity isn't only here. It's everywhere. People don't want to go out because it requires something of you. It requires so much. Number one, your dignity is gone, right? Right? It's totally gone. Fear of man. <laughs> Ooh. praying for somebody and saying, "Hey, bro, is your ankle sore?" No, it's not. Oh God, that was embarrassing. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, sometimes gives me God gives me fr- uh, words of knowledge and they're completely wrong. And I'm like, God, why did you embarrass me? And he's like, Dude, you had something that I need to get rid of. <laughs> so when you say no, they're probably going to reject me. <laughs> you got to go pray. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) I'm just, that's a personal confession. Guys, it's absolutely incredible. I'm going to ask you one more time, and I want you to search your hearts. Like, search yourself right now. God, Holy Spirit, I pray that you just make us hungry. God, I pray for the gift of hunger right now. Just that impartation. There must be more, God. I impart that hunger to you right now. We are so hungry for the things of God. What are you hungry for? what are you hungry for do you want to prophesy is that what you are desiring like put your hand up do you want to prophesy say I want to increase in the word that did not come from you that is a gift from God it's God guaranteeing that he's gonna meet your hunger right do you want the gift of healing the forgotten birthright of the church put your hand up I want more It is yours. That is a gift from God to hunger for that. Guys, look around the room. Keep your hands up. Look how many of you are desiring the gift of healing. Shaka Baba. Jesus. Look around. This is so good. This is so good. He says, when you lay hands, they will be healed. It's got nothing to do with your faith level or their faith level. restoration who wants isaiah 61 that's your verse yo like, like you know like, heal the sick no that's matthew um i forgot how it goes you know what it means you know better than i do that's also my verse so i'm embarrassed that i don't know <laughs> do you want the gift of patience <laughs> no it'll take too long <laughs> yeah it's yours do you want the gift of kindness? Do you want to be more kind? Right? What are you hungry for? Hunger is a gift. Hunger is a gift. Hunger is a gift. Are you, like when I when I when I give when when a parent gives their child something. They don't, want, they don't like seeing their child like thro- trashing it, throwing it around, breaking it instantly, right? That's right. They want to, the, the other thing about parents is that you want to teach them how to manage their gift and look after what you give them, right? It's why we give allowances so children can learn the, the ability of managing money, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? So let me ask you this, church. What are you doing with the gift that God has given you? What are you doing with your hunger? Are you just saying, saying Ooh, I am so hungry. Please feed me. Jesus, come and feed me. Or what are you doing with it? Are you managing your gift? Are you looking after it? Are you cultivating it? Are you growing your hunger? Right? Like, what are we doing with it? And this is this is personal too. I haven't I haven't I don't look like Jesus all the time. Sometimes, you know, I'm not there yet. Well, ask my wife. <laughs> There's moments where I'm just so human. I haven't got there yet, guys. I'm almost there, but I'm not there yet. (laughs) It's called confidence because I'm a son. I'm allowed to be a little bit confident because I'm a son. And I do represent the Father well. You represent the Father so well, church. You do. What are we doing with hunger? I always want to be in this place, and the B attitudes express it so well. I want to be in this place where I am completely satisfied, but I'm also not completely satisfied. I'm in the tension between the two. God, you have met every single one of my needs. Thank you. I am so grateful. More God. But God, I still have not seen. There's still hunger in the world. There is still sickness in the world. There are still people that don't know you. There are still people groups that have never heard your name, Jesus. (laughs) I am so hungry. I am so hungry. What are we doing with that gift? So that's kind of all I'm saying today. And I'm going to, I don't even know what the schedule looks like. But guys, yeah. Let's just close your eyes. If you feel comfortable, I'm not forcing anyone to do this. But if you feel comfortable, just close your eyes. And if you want to, put your hand on your heart and say, just say this over yourself. Say, Jesus, increase the gift of hunger in me. God, I want to hunger. God, I want to hunger. I am so hungry, Jesus. Confess your spiritual bankruptcy. Guys, just go for it. Keep on going. I am so hungry. I am spiritually bankrupt right now, Jesus. I need you. I choose to need you. Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And with everyone's eyes closed, no one looking around, please, this is a moment. If you if you don't know Jesus yet, you have no idea what we're talking about, but something's just stirring in your heart. If you feel like today you want to make the choice to give your life to Jesus, I just want to encourage you just to put up your hand. No one's looking around. It's just you and Jesus. He loves you so much. I believe God wants to heal sicknesses today. So if you are sick and needing a healing, today's your day. I know it. Cancer is just a name. It has to bow down to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the name above every other name. Cancer, you have no authority in our body. any sickness, Jesus wants to heal you today. And then largely, I I really feel there's a commissioning that Jesus is calling you into today. Say, will you hunger? Will you say yes to an increased gift of hunger in your life? Will you say yes? Will you say yes, God, increase my hunger?